Hello, what have we here? Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We have you covered from your LB1 Year Taxi Squad. We are IDP Nation. And we're back once again. Daryl, how are you? Hey, Dan, how's it going? Going pretty good. I have a day off tomorrow. Well, I guess it's today, technically, by the time you're hearing this. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm enjoying life. You suck. Yeah. The little appointment I have to go to, but besides that, no work for me. I hope they wax your eyebrows. Uh, maybe they will. <laughs> maybe they'll go. I'll go get that done afterwards. Have a nice spa. Have, have a nice spa day for myself. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so you weren't affected by those uh, tornadoes. I mean, I think you said you had some heavy storms and stuff, but uh, yeah, we had some really heavy storms. Luckily, I think it turned and went towards Kentucky before it came our way. So yeah, we, we'd like to use that as an excuse for why we haven't taped in a while, but uh, really, we just got our schedules crossed a little bit last week, and then uh, this week. I don't know. I was trying to keep up with uh, <laughs> the news of the world yesterday, and uh, I was going to try to get the combine stuff finished up. Watching, I watched the the edge guys and the defensive linemen, so the big heavies up front, and uh, I did watch their drills a little bit. I didn't watch them as closely. I don't know. Were you? Uh, were you a little bit? I guess I'm trying to find the correct wording here to put a, a little underwhelmed by this year's like drills and stuff. Mm. Let me let me explain. Let me explain a little. I know they tried. I know they tried to add new drills and stuff like that. But some of the old school drills uh, that they used to do weren't there anymore. And I guess they've replaced them with some more position-specific drills. Um, so, I mean, I watched I watched a lot of the offense. I didn't watch running backs uh, yet. I watched the quarterbacks and the wide receivers and tight ends. Um, and it was kind of like, I don't know. They, they were trying to have a show. Yeah, they and not really focus on the, tried too the hard combine, so to speak. Like they kept trying to interview people, and they kept trying. Like right. it just seemed like they were more angling towards an entertainment factor rather than a what they were what what we're here to watch. Really, let's face yeah, it. I if you're if you're prime time thing, yeah. Let's face it. If you're if you're trying. Yeah, if you're trying to watch the Combine, you are a hardcore fan and like scouting because there's no reason to watch the Combine otherwise. Right. So if you're watching the Combine for for fun, then, I mean, good for you. I guess you love football, but, you know, 
unless you're scouting something like you, you're, you're trying to gain information, you know, there's no reason to watch the combine. <laughs> or it's your family member. <laughs> if it's your family member, yes. <laughs> but I mean, I get that. But honestly, I mean, you know, we, we, um, which, which we actually will, will dive into here in a second. Um, you know, we watch obviously for personal reasons and for, you know, our side job reasons, I guess you'd call this right. <laughs> the worst side job in the world. Pay, pay, pay wise, <laughs> I guess it would be. Um, but yeah, we do this because we love to, to take a look at these players and, and scout their times and check out trends and, and try to, to find the next guy, so to speak. You right. know, it's an obsession of ours. Normal people don't sit around and watch the combine. No. Yeah. It might be on not, no. it might be on at the bar if you're like, you know, hanging out on a Friday or Saturday night, but you know, generally you're not gonna just hang out and watch the combine. Right. But uh I did kind of enjoy the banter between uh, Rich Eisen and uh, some of the other people with football on a stick. No. He's killing me. Well, you know, it's funny is is they the the people who actually know were saying football on a stick is actually the, the worst thing. The, the leg is actually a better thing, which is interesting. Right. But go follow Football on a Stick on Twitter, because that just sounds like a great account to follow. <laughs> but anyway, that's what I uh, I spent some of the weekend watching the Combine. Um, really spent a good chunk of Sunday, I guess, watching as much as I could. And then this week has been so busy, um, mm. so I haven't had time to do much. Otherwise, I don't know why they didn't do the end zone drill in the end zone. That yeah, was just that sound that that was stupid to me. But I mean, you're doing it midfield or forty yard line wherever they was at. I mean, just move it to the end zone and do it in the end zone. That's what it's there for. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> but yes, um, Fred the sled died. Yes, rest in peace, Fred sled. That was the other thing I saw. Um, <laughs> did somebody just jack it up? Like, they just completely tore it to pieces? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. They just... Yeah, no. That and the football and the stick disappearing was... That killed Rich Eisen. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I looked like from the looks of it that Fred the Sled, some, some lineman must have taken it to town. Because yeah, it, it, it looked jacked up. Like, like, Fred the Sled needed to be, like, steel reinforced. But anyway, um, getting on to what we are here for. We're here to talk some IDP football. Uh, today we're going to just take a look. There has been a ton of news and notes coming out this week. Uh, this week and a half, I guess, we're working on. Week and a week and three quarters, something like that. Uh, ton of news. Ton of news. Yeah. Ton of notes. Uh, ton of signings. Son- well, something. Could be signings and tons of rumor and innuendo, so to speak, yes. um, going on in both sides of the ball. We're going to focus on the defense side and what we can f- yep. kind of read through the tea leaves to see if we can uh, 
decipher any of this stuff. Some interesting trades that won't actually officially happen until March 16th, I think they said. Yes, I think that's when free agency finally opens. Yeah. But then we also got rumors of teams teams signing people. Like yeah. your jet, the Jets are apparently signing your lineman, but he's not allowed to do it until like March sixteenth. But he's not even supposed to be talking to teams or something. Uh, they can have him. Yeah, I just find it funny that you know we had this. Oh, the season starts on March sixteenth, but everything that's coming out between now and then technically shouldn't be coming out because it's not <laughs> actually legal to do any of that stuff yet. But anyway. Right. Uh, but we'll also swing by the combine. By the numbers, I've not gotten to watch uh, a majority of. I guess a majority. I watched the edge players and the the, the big heavies up front. Uh, linebackers, D backs, I did not get to watch. So um, I'll, I'll watch those and we'll chat about it a little more next week. We got a long way to go for this season, so. Oh, yeah. We'll also try to get some guests rolling here. Um, talk about the draft coming up, obviously. We're going to be draft central for, like, the next. Well, I guess there's a bunch of chunk of free agency we'll have to talk about. Yep, that'll be our, probably our next big thing. So. Coming up in the next couple weeks. And then franchise tags will be next week, probably. We'll find out. Actually, I think exactly a week from now on Wednesday, yeah, yeah. I think they're due. Although I heard they pushed that back slightly or something like that. So maybe not a week. I'm not exactly sure, but it's closing in on us, though. Yeah. It, it's about a week away, franchise tags, till the teams officially have to nominate their tags. Um, I know one of my leagues is nominating tags, and I'm like, this is too soon, <laughs> dudes. Like, you guys, you guys are crazy. Like, I don't know. I, I need to... <laughs> I got other stuff I'm worried about right now, like scouting and stuff. I'm not worried about t- taking action in leagues right this second. Um, but anyway, um, we'll start with the news and we'll go from there and we'll talk some combine and we'll see what time it is. So, Daryl, there's a bunch yeah, of I'm news. I'm just going to start running. So, hold yeah. on. There's a ton of news. I'm just. <clears throat> I'm itching to go. Oh, Jesus Christ. Go ahead. You're just talking all over the sounders and stuff. Go ahead. What there do you got? There must be a delay between us. Yeah, your crappy internet again. Here, hold um, on. Good news, everyone. There you go. <laughs> uh, so the Broncos, we'll start here with this one. Broncos outside linebacker Bradley Chubb. He's not going to participate in OTAs, but he will be ready for training camp. Uh, they're just going to give him a little more time to to relax and get healed up and be full go for the season, so that's good. Yeah, I agree with um, sitting out OTAs. There's really no reason to, to hurry back. Uh, the injury was like yeah, week... there's no need to rush her. Injury was the first couple weeks of the season, so, I mean, you know, obviously right. we're out of our element here, but it was an ACL injury, correct? Well, I believe so, yes. So if I remember my uh, my details correctly, that's about a 12-month timetable. We'll have to check with Ethan on that when we talk to him next. Yep. But a uh, 12-month timetable before he can even be even anywhere close to 100% or even close to, like, 80%. So, right. Um, 
so you know I, I'm fine with him missing OTAs. Does does he need to go to OTAs? Yeah, yeah like I, you said, no use to rush it. Yeah. Take your time, get healthy, be my, there when it counts. My one concern was when Chubb was there with Von Miller, they were dreadful at getting to the quarterback. I don't think Denver had a sack the first like three weeks of the season, like something, something <laughs> right. crazy like that. Yeah, they struggled. I mean, they, sure. they they eventually stepped it up, but I mean, it was disappointing to have those two bookends and no production for three weeks or so. I, I don't know the exact stats. I just know the early part of the season was sackless. Yeah, they definitely started slow. I'm like, you don't remember exactly what it was, but very slow start. Yeah. Especially with a, you know, um, defensive-minded head coach. You think they would be focused on defense. But. Right. Uh, some some of these are just move-along type stuff. Mackenzie Alexander, the corner for the Vikings, has been cleared for activities. Uh, had a men- meniscus issue, so he should be good to go. Uh, Muhammad Wilkerson uh, was arrested again for DWI, possession of marijuana, possession of drugs. He was already facing some previous charges uh in 2019 so you know he's trending the wrong direction probably going to be facing some disciplinary action so you might want to get rid of him off of your rosters if you still have him Um, yeah i don't think anybody still has him because he didn't even play last year so right no no nfl somebody holding on to him but no nfl team wanted him let alone your fantasy team right Oh, yeah, right. And uh, here's one that's it's kind of a two-parter. Um, the Patriots are expected to pick up cornerback Jason McCourty's team option, which will make him around $4 million for 2020. Um, word is that if they sign Jason McCourty, this is a good indicator or a good trend that they may also keep Devin McCourty too, who is, uh, becomes a free agent this year. So, um, maybe they keep the brothers together. If I'm not mistaken though, I thought I read something that, uh, the, the dolphins are interested in Devin McCourty. They are, they are interested in him. So, um, I mean, not <laughs> who would I pick? I, I mean, I really think with the, the Patriots, I don't think they're going to make many moves until they decide what's going on quarterback. Because true. I mean, without Brady in tow, if Brady comes back, you you put the band back together and you go for it. If Brady's not back, you're not guaranteed a thing. Getting off on that little side note for a minute. Apparently Brady talked to Bill Belichick today and reports are, there was no improvement in the situation. There were no um, step forward type moves being made. So everything that I have read is it's up to the Patriots. And if they don't do something when free agency hits, Brady's gone. And the front runners would be, uh, well, Tennessee's one of the front runners. So you already got your franchise QB. I ain't got crap. You got, you got He's a free agent. We don't have a quarterback. All of our quarterbacks are free agents. We don't have a quarterback right now. You're going to get something done with Santa Hill. Yeah. Wonderful. 
You were you were uh, a quarter or so away from a Super Bowl berth. Come on, not because of him. Oh well. Anyway, we'll save that for another time. Yeah, we'll have plenty of time to debate that. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be plenty of time. Uh, we got see. nothing but time till September, till there's extra gameplay. <laughs> right. Um, Panthers, well, he, he played for the Panthers. Uh, Mike Adams announced his retirement after 16 seasons. Um, two Pro Bowls, came with the Colts, uh, played with the Browns, Broncos, Panthers, um, 935 tackles, 30 interceptions. So a pretty good player. Uh, had some had a couple of really good seasons, but he's decided to hang it up. Yeah, he was one of the players that had some fantasy value. Not a superstar, but had fantasy value for a few seasons there. Um, so goodbye. Right, and we we just sort of touched on Devin McCourty, and he mentioned it. The Miami Herald they're reporting that the Dolphins have some interest in Devin. Because of Brown who was his position coach in New England. Um, so it kind of makes sense, but we'll see. But piggybacking right off of that, the Dolphins are also interested in Ryan Logan, who's a free agent. Uh, sort of the same situation. He was there Logan under Ryan. Flores in New England. Logan Ryan's his name. Oh, yeah, Logan Ryan. He has two first um, names. So we'll yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I think Tennessee really wants to keep him. I would. He was. He was right now. He was one of your most productive players. But yeah, you're right. Oh, you, Tennessee has. Uh, well, it's Ryan Tannehill lock up long term, and no, uh, and uh, I, Derek Henry. The show. If you continue with that, <laughs> we're just not going to make it. I heard an Should interesting. Just... I heard an interesting theory that they would tag Tannehill, let Henry walk, and draft Jonathan Taylor. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't. I just can't. I can't. It's like trading in a car, getting a younger model for less money. I don't know. That's just something I heard thrown out there. It wasn't like a – it was a rumor. It wasn't like a fact. But, you know. See, you just do this stuff to get me riled up. It would go along with my uh, MO that Henry is a cog in the Watch wheel. it. Watch it. <laughs> Moving on. There's plenty of other stuff <sighs> to talk about. Yep. Um, this one was a little interesting. Um, the Broncos traded for A.J. Bouye. A.J. Bouye uh, was getting the... ripped apart last year. So, Well, they say that this is... Um not going to affect their potential re-signing of Chris Harris. But it will. But I think it kind of does. They don't need it. Chris Harris is going to command some money, so I think they're they're kind of prepared. He's going to follow the money. So, I mean, why would you trade away a draft pick? I think it was a fourth. Yeah, I think it was a fourth. I I think it was a fourth, but I mean, even still, why are you going to trade away a fourth for a corner if you intend on keeping Chris Harris. I, I think he's kind of out of their price range, just kind of where it's going, because he turned down a two-year, $25 million deal a couple of years ago. 
and he had to resign. He they resigned him for a one year deal, and here we are again on a potential another one year. I think he leaves. I think somebody throws some money at him, and he leaves Denver. So, and I think they're preparing for that. That's why they traded for Bouye. He could. The funny thing was uh, Leonard Fournette deleted like all of his pictures off his Instagram except for one of like uh, the lonely guy sitting on the on a. A swing just kind of staring off into nothingness because he's like why are we trade like because honestly it's been one trade after another like if you right. think about it they traded away dante fowler a couple years ago they traded away um jalen ramsey last year now they're trading bouye away uh yep. there's rumors that nick Foles is on the chopping block one way or the other He's like thinking to himself, right. like, what have I gotten myself into here? I don't think Fournette's going to stick around the Jaguars unless they turn things around pretty quickly. I don't think any of their star players are, but that's just me. And hey, I, th- I think they're just, it, so, uh, well, I know, but I mean, they, they, if you think about what they had and how quickly that has turned around, two seasons, they're now back to being laughing stock after. You know, think about three, three. You know, four seasons ago they were laughing stock. They had the one really good season, and then back down to earth. I mean, well, honestly, they had Blake. Your window where they were yeah. stud team, and they I mean, honestly, Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles could have done what they've been doing the last two years, or last year True. at least. I mean, so I don't think Bortles was the problem. Was he any good? Probably not. But was he the problem there? Doesn't seem like it. I don't think he was the problem, but he wasn't the answer either. So it's true. What's next? Anyway, uh, here little interesting tidbits here and there. So I want to see what you think about this one. Um, and this is coming from the Athletic. Uh, the, is the source, but he uh, Matthew Fairburn, who writes for them, said he believes the Bills view Matt Milano as part of their long term cult. I did see that. Um, that was kind of interesting to me with Edmonds and uh, what's the other linebacker they have? Well, Alexander retired, so that's no, not him. I thought point. they had somebody else. I might be mistaken, but no, they don't really have any other linebackers. I just thought that was interesting that Milano was the key piece. I, Edmonds has got to be your key piece. I was gonna say Edmonds is the key piece. They're just saying he's part yeah. of the core. You think of the core, you're thinking, and if I had to pick the Buffalo Bills core, it'd be Jordan Poyer, uh, Edmonds, and um, Milano, and Ed Oliver up front, I would say, would be the core players that you're building around. Right. And Shredavious White, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, I'm thinking. Yeah, I guess I could kind of see that. But like I those, think those are your an core. Upgrade, an, right. I don't know what their cap number is, but if they have a chance to upgrade that i think they've got to look at it i mean that's just me but we'll see i've been looking around at the Um, cap space of the teams um they're they have a decent amount of cap space um because one of the things i'm working on here uh quick plug here um (laughs) at idpguys.org uh walter who idpguys.org uh um Walton Sperlin wrote his take on the dream landing spots for uh, some IDP players 
and I have my take coming out in a couple days. So cool. Um, I read his today. It was uh, it was really good read, and um, mine's a bit different. I mean, we have some of the same i ideas. Uh, I don't have the exact same teams though, but not the exact same players too. So I got a couple more players to add. Um, right. But yeah. Um, especially as the news kind of keeps flowing, I kind of have to keep almost <laughs> rewriting because every day there's something coming out, and you know, um, a little. You know, I, I the first couple players I tackled were Jadavian Clowney, who I think is going to be overpaid tremendously. <laughs> So I, I hope Seattle does not overpay for him. Um, did you know he's not never had a double-digit sack season? I did know that. I noticed that uh, uh, a few weeks ago. I was looking at something. Yes, because I had, I'd edit, at- I had to self-edit myself because I went to go say the a return to double-digit sacks. I'm like, he's never had double-digit uh. sacks. I'm like, oh, because <laughs> I you know was typing and then I went back and checked stats and you know edit myself right. and I'm like, man. Hey, like he's not this elite player. That's that he's going to get paid like an elite player. He and he's a, he's disruptive. He's not an elite player, but he has impact moments. He does. does. That make sense. He does. He had about five or six really impactful moments for Seattle this year. Exactly, and that, I think that's what I think that's what you're going to have to pay for. You can't look for him yeah. to be. An elite player, you're going to have to say how many impact moments can he make for my team, and I think that's where you need to be with what you pay him. Yeah, but I don't think fantasy football do don't care unless it lands up in the stat sheet. Well, true, but I'm just saying, even in the NFL, you're you're right. They're going to overpay him more than what he's worth right there. I'd really like to uh, see him, and, and this is a little teaser from my article. I'd really like to see him in a three-four defense again. I, I don't think the four three is his style. Yeah. So we'll leave it at that. Being that outside linebacker helps him a little bit more. I think it does. Being off the ball, yeah. being you know stand up off the ball. Yeah. Um, we've got two here that are basically the same. They're different players. Um, the second one we'll, we'll probably go a little more in depth on, but uh, both of these are candidates to be franchise tagged and then traded uh the first one is going to be matt judon for the baltimore ravens um i'm not sure who they're going to trade him to i mean i'm not sure who wants matt judon is the issue if they tag him i think they might just be stuck with him to be honest because i mean who's who's gonna pay up top linebacker money for Matt Judon. I mean, I Matt Judon's a good player. He's not an impact player. Like, I mean, you right. think if anybody had a chance to shine on that Baltimore linebacking core, it was him, and he was okay. But he wasn't, you know, setting the world on fire or anything. Plus, if you trade for him, if they, if they tag him and you trade for him, you're going to have to give them a, a compensatory pick too. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you have to give them quite a quite a bit back, right? Um, I think the way it works is you you can negotiate a deal because I think Clowney was franchise tagged, wasn't he? 
last year? Yes, I believe he was. Because Seattle didn't give a first up, even though that was... They wound up giving up a third, wouldn't it? Yeah, so I think you can work out a deal. I think it's if they try to sign them or something like that. Right. I don't know. Um, the next one, here's the interesting one. Yannick and Gokwe. Franchise tag and trade. Um, you know, it's been interesting because I've been watching him. I'm, everybody keeps saying, oh, they'll franchise tagging, whatever. Um, a week ago, he posted up eyeballs, you know, like, He's been watching. They did something. He's like, his uh, next tweet was uh, next stop, and he had a bunch of dots at it. Like he doesn't know where his next stop will be. Then they said they're gonna they're gonna place the franchise tag on him, and he basically has come out and said more or less, "I'm not coming back to Jacksonville next year. You tag me, I'm still gonna leave." <laughs> more or less. So um, I know ten- some Tennessee fans think that. Tennessee would do a sign and trade with uh, Jacksonville, but that's not going to happen. You're not going to give your division opponent draft picks. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I think Ngakwe is the more interesting situation with the sign and trade. Um, I think really last year this was popularized with Frank Clark and D Ford both getting franchise tagged and dealt. Um, so Ngakwe, I think, could get something similar to the Frank Clark deal where you get a first and plus. Because um, if, if you think about, I don't want to remember what Seattle did, but it was a late first. So I think those teams that are on the back end that need some pass rush help uh, could definitely use him. He's come out on Instagram basically saying, goodbye, Jacksonville, I love the fans, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm out. So it's kind of funny because... You're still sticking around for uh, some drama, at least, for the for a while. Um, and this is an example of another person leaving Jacksonville without, you know, this time maybe possibly without compensation. But at least, I guess, when they're trying to tag and trade him, they'll get something for him. Yeah, they will. I mean... <laughs> I think he's a more attractive piece, though, because he's, he's a better pass rusher than Matt Judon, in my opinion. Oh, Absolutely. He's been, he's been he's I been mean, a monster. Well, he's been a monster though. He, he's I mean if he if he's playing in the game, he normally gets a sack. Yeah. Sometimes he doesn't get somebody any, but I mean, yeah, somebody definitely will. Trying to find a spot where a defensive end is a huge need. You know, you think Miami possibly needs defensive end help badly. The Raiders would be an interesting. I've got everybody going to the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders need him because they've got Farrell and Crosby. I know. I'm just saying the Raiders are going into their new black hole stadium. You don't think they <laughs> want to make some splashes in free agency, sell some tickets? I mean, I think these tickets will sell anyway, but you don't think right. they want to make a big splash, try to make a big run in this new, brand new stadium? I'm sure I've seen a meme where somebody said the Raiders built the world's largest Roomba. Yeah, it kind of does look like one of those things, but uh, but yeah, it kind of looks pretty cool. Like it, it's got like a little black. It does. It does. Uh, you know, black. It kind of looks like Darth Vader's helmet, kind of. You know. Yeah. From like a side I think angle. It's pretty cool looking. Yeah. Well, I mean, the L.A. Stadium mm. is going to be very uh, cool looking too. But 
What's next? I mean, we really don't. We got like 10,000 right. news and notes to go over, so. I'm working on it. Uh, All right. Chris Smith, a backup player, more or less, he's set to visit with the Panthers. He signed um, with the Panthers. And he did sign with them. Yes, he did. Just happened. Um, 7.47 p.m. <laughs> yes, it did. Uh um, we talked about Chris Harris, um, where he's going to go. Uh, he's expecting, he's wanting to get up in that $15 million range. Don't know that he'll get that, but we'll see. Somebody may pay for him. Uh, somebody, and you can never have too much corner help, so we'll see. Uh, let's see what else we got. I'm trying to stay in order. Eric Armstead for the 49ers are apparently working on getting a deal done to keep him in San Francisco. So that'll be, I mean, he had a really good year. He had um, 10 sacks for them last year, which led the team, surprisingly enough. I didn't realize that that did, but, I mean, he was a vital pass rusher for them. So I think keeping working on a deal to keep him there, I think that helps them. Yeah. Going back to Chris Harris real quick, he's over 30 years old and – you yeah. kind of want to get you don't want to give this guy a big long-term deal and then him take a, a, a downward spiral um i believe the roto world blurb says he's on the wrong side of 30 and corners age poorly which yeah i think you give him a two-year deal at best yeah i think that's the most he can expect yeah um the steelers are expected to franchise linebacker bud dupree um, talk about things. Talk about things you never think would happen. <laughs> right. Honestly, if he didn't, no, have, he had a good year. He had this season was really good, and um, yes, it was. Yeah, I'm trying to look. He had uh, eleven and a half sacks, sixty eight tackles, sixteen for a loss, seventeen quarterback hits. So, yeah. I think he's parlaying a career year into possibly a. A bigger contract. I think if he does it again next year, then he'll get the big contract. And I think that's kind of what the Steelers are looking at. Can you do it two years in a row? Well, yeah. I think the Steelers want to see if he can do it again before they sign him long term. And maybe they work a deal out with him. I mean, they still got about a week. Um, yeah. The Steelers, I don't think. I mean, you ain't hit crunch time yet, so. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's always, you know, you got that backup plan. It's going to be interesting to see um, what Dallas does as well. Um, I know you got some more news and notes, so we'll, we'll get through those. Go ahead. I do, and actually, you just hit on one of them. Dallas, they are interested in re-signing strong safety Jeff Heath. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I'm not either. He had a shoulder injury last year and still kind of recovering from that. Um I kind of wonder if this is due partly to the Amari Cooper, the Dak Prescott. You know, they're kind of like the Titans. They've got pressing issues with Cooper and Prescott. They've kind of got to settle or take care of before they look at anything else. So, you know, their options may be a little limited. Uh, where Tennessee has quite a bit of cap space still, 
you know, I don't know what the Cowboys have, but maybe that's why they're looking at re-signing some of these guys, maybe, because they know they can get them a little bit cheaper than what they can find on the market or whatever. But yeah, I, I don't know. They, I'm they not a big just, Heath guy, so they should just draft, you know, Xavier McKinney. Exactly. You know, I, I think if you're in that t- type of position, you let Heath walk and you draft a, a McKinney or something like that, a Dale, but whoever you know. One of those top guys. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, here's another one. I know you love talking about corners, so we're just going to keep hammering these home. Um, James Bradbury. Apparently, they're not going to franchise him. Yeah. Uh, well, he's I, asking I, close to $15 million per year, which is – that's pretty big money for, for a corner. Let's be honest. The, the Panthers are kind of – Looks like they're headed towards a rebuild. They lost their all-world uh, linebacker. Right. They are... I guess they're rolling with Cam this year, unless something crazy happens there. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're doing, but yeah. They're got a brand-new head coach that's going to want to bring in his guys, and, and you know... That they're gonna just be turning this roster over over the next year or two. Right. Well, you know, I, I agree with you. I see that. So, uh, I actually was writing a little free agency piece, and Bradbury was in it. But uh, interesting landing spot. The Jets are considered to be among the leaders for him, but also Washington with Ron Rivera. You know, they just got rid of Josh Norman and they don't have a lot of talent or depth behind Norman or, you know, what Mm -hmm. is left. So going to Washington, that would be huge. You know, Dan Snyder, he doesn't care to spend money. So to get a a top 10 corner and maybe top five corner, that's that's a pretty good get for them. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um you know the Jets need some some defensive help definitely, and um, but the Redskins I, I think you could see a lot of Panthers making the exodus. You know if they loved playing for Ron Rivera, you could see a lot of them headed north to Washington. Yes, I mean that's a that's an easy connect the dots. You're going to have a lot of the former Panthers linked to Ron Rivera just because you know. That's what the the easy thing to report would be is oh he'll probably go go play with Ron Rivera. Yeah, I don't know that he'll go there, but it does make sense for them because they do need a corner badly. So yeah, I mean they cut Josh Norman and Dunbar doesn't seem to be getting a deal done. Yeah, they got rid of Breland last year. They got Jimmy Moreland, who they drafted. He's turned out pretty good pick, but he's yeah grow a lot. So yeah, you need more than one corner on (laughs) G. Yes. Um, and you're right. Here's another one that's going to that tells you that the Panthers are probably clearing house. They're not expected to pick up the option on defensive tackle Don Terry Poe. Um, he's not going to go to Washington because they're set up front with Payne and Allen yeah. and Kerrigan and all those guys. They're expected to draft Chase Young, so Poe's not going there. But that just kind of confirms what you said. Looks like Carolina may be just clearing house, so. Well, it'll be uh, interesting to see what they do and where some of these players go. Yeah. Um, definitely interesting where these guys go. Um, 
speaking of where guys go, there's there's been some murmurings. We were talking about Washington uh, that they 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 might take Tua at two, Ooh. which means Chase Young would then end up in Detroit, which. For Detroit, that'd be great. But then I've also heard people say that Detroit might well, what do you do still take Akuda. Well, I think hey, there is I mean, no there is no guarantee in this league for for guys that, especially when GM and coach brand new, they didn't draft him. True. You wash Very your hands true. of that and say, "Not my pick." That's true. You're the right. owners true. might not want to hear it, but Dan Snyder's ate a lot more money and ate a lot more uh, bad decisions than than that. So I mean, you got to flip him though, don't you? For something, you got to try. But I mean, look at what the the Cardinals tried to do with Josh Rosen last year. They end up getting like a third for Rosen. I mean, I know I like you're better than Rosen. I don't. I don't know. Neither one looked like they were very good in their rookie year. <laughs> true. Very true. Very true. I mean, Haskins looks like the ultimate game manager. Like, they didn't even want him to even try to throw the ball. True. I mean, uh, they grounded it out with Adrian Peterson. So, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to determine that only because they were running such a Neanderthal-like offense last year. When right. when um what's his name took over um Kingdom? Bill Bill Callahan took over oh Callahan yeah yeah, yeah and they, they, when they had they didn't get too exciting for sure <laughs> when they had Haskins in there they were basically like just don't get the kid killed and don't really throw the ball just run the clock out right but any more nuggets there for us I think he covered many, the most of the big stuff here. Well, kind of. Kind of, Jesus. Kinda what not. else do we have? Um, we're getting to some meaty stuff right here, and then we'll we'll kind of move on. Um, we had touched on this a little earlier, but it's the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reported that free agent linebacker Blake Martinez is targeting at least ten million per year. That's fine. Um. We had reported earlier, I forget, that their GM said that they weren't looking to spend a lot in free agency again this year uh, after buying the uh, or paying up for uh, the Smith boys, rightfully so. Um, if they let Martinez walk, does that mean Oren Burks comes in? Um, maybe. And then I seen a piece um, <laughs> from one of the Cleveland sites that uh, – Joe Schobert is asking for roughly $10 million a year and that they are not really looking to bring him back at that price, but that the Packers would be interested in him. So they're not going to pay Martinez 10 but they want to pay Schobert 10 Kind of don't get that. Yeah. I, I go into this a little bit in my article, so I'm not going right. to... Um, I'm not going to go into yeah, and I kinda wrote great detail. Agency. Too, so. Yeah, I'm not going to go to great but detail about that. that. But yeah, Blake Martinez, um, they don't want the Green Bay Packers, don't want him, but they'll take Joe Schobert the same money. Yeah, that's just virtually the same money. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but the uh, connecting the dots, it seems like that's a, the place that he could end up. Um, as far as Blake Martinez, there's lots of teams that could use an inside linebacker to tackle. So, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, there, I mean, even if they don't bring, you know, either team bring Schobert or Martinez back, and then you got Corey Littleton out there, too. Yeah. You know, that's the linebackers. They're going to find a home, and they're going to find a home quick when free agency hits. Yeah. I mean, Alec Ogletree, I know some people think he might be washed up, but a new situation could bring him back to relevancy. Possibly, possibly. He wasn't terrible in L.A. until they changed defensive schemes, and then the Giants have been a dumpster fire on defense for the entire time he's been there. Right. And speaking of Ogletree, they let him and Kareem Martin go, so I'm oh, yeah, thinking a, for, for us IDP guys that play fantasy, Ryan Connolly, his value's got to go way up. Yeah, Ryan Connolly, if he can stay healthy, could clean up. Yeah, and I think it helps Lorenzo Carter as well. I think both of their values kind of go up, so really like that for them. Um, there's all kinds of little nuggets and stuff going on. Uh, Chiefs, free safety, Juan Thornhill is expected to be ready for week one after he tore his ACL. That's good. Um, here's one on your side. John Schneider, GM for the uh, Seahawks, says they definitely – and absolutely want defensive tackle Jerron to read back. Yeah. Do they pay the man and bring him and keep him in Seattle? They should. I mean, they, they can kind of, I think, get him at a slight discount because his, his 2019 season wasn't spectacular. So, I mean, he's been very that good. The before season that. he was suspended for the first part? Yeah. When he came back, he, he had a little I bit of rust. He, he was not very. Jerron Reed like if that makes sense he he wasn't a huge disruptor right. I think we can blame Clowney for taking his number because Jerron Reed wore number <laughs> 90 and he gave it to Clowney when he joined the team um, I think that stole some of his uh, superhero you know his kryptonite here uh, he didn't have a great season yeah he didn't have a great season so I think a deal is doable he's still going to want to get paid but um, I think you need interior, you know, interior pass rush, especially since the edge pass right. rush is almost non-existent, it seems like. Yeah, I think you do too. Um, They'll probably draft another. Chris Jones is going to get the – Right. Yeah, Chris Jones getting franchise tagged by uh, Kansas City. That yes. definitely makes sense because they let him hit free agency. He is getting paid. Um, yeah, so Jerron Reed. Jerron Reed ain't getting Chris Jones money. Oh no, absolutely not. Especially he made a lot of um, money in that Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. Especially in that fourth quarter, he made his money right there. Yeah. Um, the Broncos are going to exercise the option for 2020 inside linebacker Todd Davis, so he's back for another year in Denver. I'm not sure I, how I feel about that. As is, you know, I, I still hold out hope that Josie Jewell can be something uh, decent. I, I do too. But then AJ Johnson. So maybe that's there. what this is—is is another year for him to grow. AJ Johnson's there too, and he had a really good season. 
last year, rookie season. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out playing time-wise. Maybe they rotate. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Cowboys Jerry Jones says he wants to re-sign Robert Quinn, who had a really good season for them last year. You know, a lot of people thought he was washed up, and he went down there and did really good as a pass rusher for them. Yeah, they needed some secondary pass rush because their uh, big big payday guy, Dex- uh, no, I wanted to say Dexter, not Dexter. Um, uh, Lawrence. DeMarcus. DeMarcus Lawrence. Yeah, there you go. DeMarcus yes. Lawrence was uh, feeling the effects of that shoulder surgery, I think, all season. I don't think he was ever right. We yeah, talked about him a lot. I'm gonna agree with. We talked about him a lot last year around this time with the franchise tag looming. Yep. And you know he didn't want to. He didn't want to get his surgery until his shoulder until his contract was taken care of. So. Right. So they took care of that and figured that out. But yeah, it was a strange situation. And he's. Yeah, I don't think he was right all year. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he was fully healthy or in tune to what he had been in the past. So, all right, we got any other big news? Because no, I think we've covered <laughs> we've covered the gist of it. I think yeah. forty minutes of news, I think, is a little much. Well, I know we were gone for a week, we... and yeah kind of been away for a week or so. So, and it's catch up. tis the season of big signings and uh rumors going around um so we're going to talk a little bit about the combine um we'll get into a little bit more about the combine a little bit later but just going over some of the drills going over some of the things i did not watch any of the secondary stuff yet i do i watched maybe the the first few guys run for linebacker um you got to watch all of it i believe right yeah i watched most of it yeah. yeah. Uh, Missed some of the uh, offensive line and just a little bit of the running backs and a little bit of the defensive backs, but I watched everything else. Yeah. And I'm normally tr- doing some other stuff while I'm doing this. So, like, you know, I'll look up when, you know, I see a guy I want to see, uh, a drill I want to see, you know, some of the stuff. Like watching the 40s, I can just kind of listen to the 40 times. I don't need to watch a guy run the 40. <laughs> right. Um, it's not real football. You're, you're not going to line up like that and hold it for three beats and stuff. Uh, but some interesting um, results here. Um, Javelin Gidry, or Havelin, whatever, uh, from Utah, ran the fastest out of the defensive squad at a 4 2 um, Name like Javelin, he's meant for track and field, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Twitter was a buzz, and, and you know, draft Twitter. I guess IDP draft Twitter was a buzz when Isaiah Simmons wrote, ran a four three nine, the best out of Shoot linebackers. Um, he's fast, but he is one of those tweeners, um, who played a little bit of safety as well for Clemson. So you, you kind of want to caution that. You know, is he going to play? in the box safety at the next level or is he going to play inside linebacker or outside linebacker where is he going to fit in with a scheme um obviously his coverage skills must be pretty decent to play safety but then again there's a reason they moved in the linebacker too 
So, um, I have not watched much of Isaiah Simmons' film as far as um, play film. Um, but, I mean, watching him in, like, the national championship game and stuff, he's he, he plays all over the field, so. He does, and I think he's he started out as a safety mainly probably because of his body type and frame, but he's grown so much and gotten so much bigger. I mean, he's 6'4", 238. He's probably going to play linebacker. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. I mean, there may be some instances where he has played safety that he will play safety again because a player like that you can use as a chess piece. So it'll be interesting to see what where he lands first and then how they use him. Yeah, and uh, just going through some of the the names here, um, Antoine Winfield Jr. is expected to be one of the top safeties in the draft. Um, I, I have I have him third, I think, as of right now. I still think I have McKinney and Delpit ahead of him, uh, although I didn't watch a whole lot of him. Um, McKinney's my number one dude at safety. Yeah, I like McKinney too. Yeah, he, he seems to be the the full the full package yep. to me at least um everybody's uh small school darling kyle duggar ran a 449 he did pretty well from what i watched he, he did really well yeah um patrick queen was another fast linebacker 450 um not quite as fast as simmons uh there were some other fast linebackers in there um but as far as big names that are going to get drafted early, Queen did pretty well for himself with that. Um, do you put a lot of stock at 40 times? No, not really. No. Um, the one position I, I look at... I will say when when you see players like Bush and White last year that kind of wowed everybody with those 4-4-2s, Simmons this year with that 4-3-9, I think that's impressive because of just exactly how fast that is but overall the 40 you know you give me a linebacker in the i don't know right off the top of my head i'm gonna say four or five to four seven roughly i think that's going to cover most of your linebackers so if they're running in the four fours or lower i'm kind of taking notice if they're running above four seven i'm kind of like you know that's not going to work for me but overall i'm not really just sitting there oh i've got to have this or i've got to have that yeah and I really look at that as an important as, as a talent evaluator, not as an IDP evaluator. Uh, corner right. cornerbacks need to have that speed because you're playing against guys that are running those four, you know, four threes. Exactly. If you don't have four three speed, you can't keep up with you know uh, what was his name Mims that ran a four two eight or something like that. So you got to have speed, and you got to have. Uh, you know catch up speed when you you do get beat because you know unless you're an elite elite corner you're going to need to make up that that speed um quick side note i saw that uh our our former guest reed harrison ducrow was invited to the regional combine in florida yes so that's good for him he can get his uh it's a shame he went in indianapolis he would have showed out up there yeah um, so moving on to another uh, interesting thing, the bench press. <laughs> so uh, the bench press is good for these big heavies up front. Uh, I don't really care if my safety can bench press you know, 30 times. 
but one interesting name that showed up here that I wanted to just bring up real quick and wondering what you thought about uh, Justin Matabuke from Texas A&M. He put it up 31 times. He was the third, tied for the third heaviest, or he had third most reps. Um, with his size and speed, um, I thought he was pretty uh, remarkable as far as athletic at the edge position. Yeah, he tested really well. I, he, yeah. you know, impressed a lot of people. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely caught the eye of everybody. So, yeah. Um, vertical jumps. Uh, Kyle Duggar had the, the best vertical jump. So, they showed an explosion. Um, is what they they talk about with the vertical jumps. Um, Jeremy Chin is another name that has popped up as testing really well um, for Southern Illinois a safety. He jumped up at 41 inches. Um, Dante Olson from Montana was tied with Duggar as a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffrey Okuda 41 um, that that explosion. Um, he's probably going to be a top five pick it's looking like um where he ends up will be interesting it depends on i guess it really depends on these quarterbacks who's gonna fall in love with these quarterbacks right exactly yeah um yeah not much i mean jumping's jumping um the three cone (laughs) the three cone's an interesting thing um measuring your agility i know it seems like a lot of these guys might not have uh or maybe they have run um you had kevon wallace from clemson run a six seven six three cone drill that seems pretty crazy yeah. um, malik, malik harrison ran a really good three cone drill um and i think with three cone drill you look at sub seven as really elite agility uh, Troy Pride, corner from Notre Dame, ran a pretty good one. Um, so I think, and this is a, a some people love the three cone. Um, some people say, you know what, DK Metcalf had a terrible three cone. Look at him on the football field. Right. Yeah. You, know, you know, three cone isn't the the be all end all, but. Um, <laughs> But those are some of the drills. Um, is there anybody that stuck out to you just watching them in the drills that you uh, saw? I think Matabuke was one of the ones that I saw that really popped off the screen. Um, I'm, um, trying to, I'm trying to think yeah, of who else um, was in these groups here. You know, Matabuke did well. Isaiah Simmons, as we mentioned, of course, yeah, really... <laughs> You know, he really jumped out, stood out. Um, there was, you know, I wanted to see more from Okuda, but unfortunately he pulled up and hurt his, got a little hurt running in the 40, so he pulled out, set out the rest of the drills. So, But he didn't really have nothing to prove anyway, so mm-hmm. I, I think everybody thinks he was the top corner. Um, I was kind of disapp- disappointed in Derek Brown the defensive lineman from Auburn. Yeah. He didn't quite do what everybody thought he would do. Um, I still think he's an impact player. Uh, and like you said, how much do you really put into these drills, these 40 times and stuff like that? Um, 
Kenneth Murray for Oklahoma. I thought he did really well. He pulled up though. He was running the 40 and kind of pulled up, but he was having a pretty good testing session up until then. Uh, I think he's going to be one to watch. Um, you mentioned uh, Malik Harrison did okay. Dante Olson. Um, one guy that I've kind of been beating the drum for, and I heard his name all through the combine was Logan Wilson, the linebacker from Wyoming. Um, okay. Don't be, I'm telling you, don't be surprised if this kid isn't a day two pick and maybe an early day two pick. I mean, he just, he just keeps gaining steam. He's tested well. He plays well. I've went back and watched the film and everything. See, he did at the combine. I mean, as far as his speed, his, you know, his ability to, uh, ability and agility to turn his hips and flip and all that good stuff. I mean, it's there, you know, you question the competition level because he played at Wyoming, but I don't think there's no mistake. And he has the talent to play at the NFL. It may take him a season or two to get adjusted, but uh, I think he's the real deal. I think he's going to be a good player. What did you think about AJ Espineza's uh, combine day? I, I don't think he really helped himself too much. He didn't. I mean, the, looking at his not, bench as you know, a defense, you're not really paying him for those quick times. I mean, I'm six, not talking five, about quick times, you know. Yeah, but at six five two seventy five, you can only bench press seventeen times. I thought it's a little weak. That is not, a little weak, but I would argue go watch his game tape. I know. He looks like the kid but, that could bunch but, it 117. But, then, but I get what you're saying. But then you're going. You're also going to go up against some some grown men, not college players. Very so, true. So I mean, grown men that can bench press you, you know, 50 times. Not maybe not 50, but you know, they can get 20. They can get 25 to 30 up, and you know, they're maybe stronger. Um, I, I just think he really did not test well as far as that. No, game. he had a stumble. I don't know. This was one of those new drills, too. It looks like, um, I don't know if you've seen it, but two big giant hula hoops, and there's a, a bone yeah, or something yeah. laying there. He kind of stumbled and fumbled in one of them. Yeah, that's, but, a, that's a dip and rip or, uh, you know, getting around corners uh, drill yeah. they were talking about. I did like that drill because you could see who's comfortable in getting that bend. Yep. And that's what a lot of people talk about. You know, last year, I know you hated him coming out, but Brian Burns was uh, able to bend really well, and that helped him out a lot this rookie season. Um, I think he's got to develop some other moves once, you know, the, going forward to become better. But, you know, if you can dip down like that, you can get around these linemen and, you know, almost untouched, or, you know, you can get around their grip, you know, whereas if you are pretty much in a block and you, you struggle moving, you know, in, in that fashion, those linemen can get their, their mitts on you. And once they get their mitts on you, most of the time you're going to stay there. Right. So I just thought it was interesting. Uh, I did like the drill where they had to like, you know, swim and rip and all that stuff and then they had a little bend at the end of that to get to the quarterback um i kind of look at it though as kind of cartoonish though because you're like slapping you're never gonna slap the head of a lineman like you get flagged right. for that it's pretty much so you know it is it, I, I get this the point of this you know to, to follow the obstacle course almost to try to get to the quarterback um but 
Yeah, I wasn't really too impressed with that drill as far as, you know, like the one drill where you have just three three bags set up. You got to go around the one bag and, you know, basically just run, you know. Right. I mean, I think that was the football on a stick drill. <laughs> but, but any other... Um, people stick out to you really um as um, far as no i was kind of uh everybody kind of you know didn't well i thought xavier mckinney did well um you know uh, s- some players did better at certain things but overall you know i think uh, of course we do have liked the sound, but he decided not to do that. He's going to do the pro day thing. But, uh, you know, Logan Wilson, Isaiah Simmons, uh, Okuda till he got hurt, you know, Murray till he kind of pulled up lane there a little bit. I think yeah. everybody kind of did what I – they kind of confirmed my thoughts. I'll, I'll put it like that. There was a few that kind of stood out a little bit, but everybody else kind of just confirmed what I was already thinking or looking at. Yeah. I don't think Gross Matos did much of anything. I don't – think so i think he tested fairly well i don't think he ran i think he did everything else yeah i think he did the jumps and the verticals and all that stuff yeah javon kinlaw just interviewed with teams chase young just interviewed with teams i mean these are i was kind of surprised that kuda went through everything because being almost locked in as a top three pick you, know, you don't really need to do any of this stuff if you're already kind of locked in as a top three pick. I mean, I know maybe, you know, people might say, oh, he's just scared. You know, he's, he's not. No, I don't think he was scared because I don't know yeah. if you watched his part or not. When he uh, pulled up lane there on that 40, they, Dion and Jamal Adams were actually out on the field. They were doing the commentary for the drills and you could hear them. Dion basically had to tell him, don't continue on you've got nothing left to prove here and I, I, and i heard other people at the combine say the same thing you know uh, kimberly yeah. jones or whatever her name was they basically you know he wanted to go back out there he was a competitor so that was nice to see but yeah I, you know yeah. Uh, if he didn't show up and do anything he was still the number one corner so yeah there's a few guys trying to gut it out and you know you gotta figure yeah, yeah. this is this is their biggest job interview that they're gonna have right you know so getting out there and show what they could do you know i know one of the players couldn't do the contact drills anymore which included contacting the stupid bag too <laughs> i'm like okay <laughs> that's contact but uh but yeah i mean it, it's interesting um i don't think aquara did much as far as he may have run the drills i didn't see a whole lot of him I don't remember right off. I don't think he did. Just looking over the names, I'm looking at the people I recognize from the drills, and and you know Chauncey Rivers sticks out as somebody that did pretty well with the drills. I think, um, off the top of my head, um, Jabari Zeninga did pretty decent with the drills. I thought as far as that, uh, Kenny Wilkie's, he's a big dude. Yep. You know, he's not fast, but he he was you know pretty. He could move pretty well for a big guy. Um, I think he he could be a good 3-4 defensive end is where I kind of see 
right. his his size and where he could play and really be effective. Because I don't think he's big enough to play tackle, but I don't think he's. I think he's too big to play end almost. Right. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you on that. C.J. Henderson, so. he tested really well, but I'm telling you, of course, for IDP, this is what you're going to want to hear. But in the NFL, I, I still question his tackling ability. I just, I'm not sold on it. C.J. Henderson, the corner from Florida. Ah, okay. Well, you're talking about corners, so you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, um. So I'll finish watching the combine. I try. I was going to try to finish watching the combine by really last night, but uh, yeah, it's been a busy week. It's been a hectic week. <laughs> so didn't help that my DVR didn't tape the uh, linebackers right away. <laughs> Damn <laughs> yeah, that's it! Not... I was like, come on, like. So, yeah. <laughs> so here's a couple questions for you uh, while we're we're going here. Uh, so we have a league where we can taxi raid. Uh, so have you ever done a league where there's taxi raiding? You're in this league, actually. I'm in Tampa this league with you. Yeah, yeah, you are. So we're, you're in the same deal. Has any of your guys gotten raided? No. None of you. I have a bunch raided. of losers. <laughs> you have a bunch of losers. So I don't have a bunch of losers. I apparently have some some people people want here. Uh, let's see. I got somebody trying to steal um, TJ Edwards from the the Eagles. Oh, okay. Uh, so I can either promote TJ Edwards to my main roster or send and send five blind bucks to the Titans team. Or I could take a fifth round pick, a late fifth, and five um, blind bid dollars. I'll probably take the fifth and the five blind bid dollars. I think I am too, because I think I would. Um, the other offer was a sixth round pick and ten blind bid dollars, but I'm like, yeah, I don't want the blind bid dollars necessarily. Yeah, this is a league where you bid both picks and blind bid money. So I yes. think we get, what, 30 for the year? 30 for the off-season or something yeah, like that. Yeah, for the off-season. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd probably take the five and the, and the blind bid. I'm probably going to take the five. Um, and then Byron Murphy was the other one. Um, the 5.03 pick and five blind bid bucks for Byron Murphy. I wouldn't he give him away for either one of those. He's going to be more valuable. He's going to score you enough points to, to outdo those. Well. Just saying. I know you hate it's corners. A, it's you don't a want to listen to me. But fifth round pick. I don't care. So, my corners, now this might change your mind. My okay. corners, I have Malcolm Butler, who is an IDP machine. This, <laughs> uh, I have. I, <laughs> I have Desmond King, and I have Jimmy Moreland. Ooh, yeah. So I think you've I'm got three set. good corner. I have Carlton Butler Davis sucks. too. You know, I, I keep Murphy. I think if you keep Murphy with what you've got, you don't have to touch nothing else. You can just rotate those. 
Yeah, but then I have five corners on my team. Drop uh, uh, Oliver. Was that who you said the last one? Nah, Carlton Davis. Carlton, drop him. Keep the four. Keep Butler. Keep Moreland. Keep uh, King and keep Murphy. Keep those four. Drop the other. I don't know. Carlton Davis had pretty good stats. He did. He's all right. Fifty-four tackles. He's not, not going to be better than Murphy. I'm telling you. Nineteen passes defended. Let's 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 bring up a comparison here. Oh lord. I can't with you sometimes. I really can't. Well, you know, this this show is about debating. If if we just agreed all the time, it wouldn't be very interesting. Uh, so Everybody Byron, knows I'm always right anyway. So Byron Murphy had more tackles, but uh, Carlton Davis had nine more pass deflections than Byron Murphy. They each had uh, one interception. All right. Davis had a forced fumble and a fumble recovery, whereas Byron Murphy had none of those. And Mur Murphy had a little more assisted tackles. Do what you want. I'm just going to take I told you so when this backfires on you. I think I'm going to take a pick, man, a fifth-round pick. I have taught you not a damn thing. I like Byron Murphy, but corners man i got i got plenty of corners i got three of them I, why do i need three of them i don't i think i need to start two in which i got desmond king and jimmy moreland i'm willing to roll out there every week okay the other uh they they're they, they they're trying to steal for me here they uh, east, are easton stick was the other one oh, i saw that i do remember seeing that one what did I'm they like, offer you son of a bitch a seventh round i think he was a he was a free agent that i just picked up off of waivers so it's a dollar blind bid and a seventh round pick i think i'm just gonna keep stick because really i'd probably take that <laughs> a seventh and a dollar like you're not uh, gonna get nothing for him that's probably as good as you're gonna get for him probably but what if he takes over as quarterback of the same yeah san diego chargers <laughs> san diego uh, let me let me see if this convinces you otherwise. I don't have a damn quarterback in this league. <laughs> I need all the quarterbacks I can get. All the I'm, who you got? Who you got? Uh, I got Chase Daniel. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got no quarterbacks. <laughs> Come on with it. Let's hear it. I got Joe Flacco. <laughs> uh, Chad Machine Gun Kelly. Marcus Mariota. I got going to crap on him. I was going to say, you better make the noise for him because he's terrible. <laughs> you you want to say how bad Ryan Tannehill is. At least Ryan Tannehill stole the job from Mariota. Uh, I have A.J. McCarron. Oh, good grief. There's not enough sounds. My one? Yeah, you might want to keep him. <laughs> I, exactly. I might need him. Uh, my one gem that uh, Mark Schofield, the uh, quarterback guru, loves is Brett Rippon from Denver. I know Drew Locke has that job in Denver, but... I liked Rippon coming out, and I liked him in college. I thought he was actually a pretty good kid, pretty good player, but... I'm holding on to him. I'd rather have him than some of these other bums. So, yeah, I might <laughs> yeah, keep Easton Stick. <laughs> I am, I told you. I am a hurting. Yeah, that's a little rough. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> I, I told you. 
I told you. I'm pretty good everywhere else. I mean, but I see, have... I promoted a couple of my rookies off the Texas squad, Taxi Squad, because I didn't want nobody taking them. So I, I missed the message. Plus, my team was kind of like yours. It sucked, so I needed all the help I could get. I mean, I had the fourth round. I had the fourth overall pick. So I mean, Ooh, who you in our take? conference? Uh, well. Seeing as though my quarterback's all blow, I might be looking there. <laughs> it is it is it is a sixteen team league though, which is the challenge. Even though it's only single quarterback, I might have yeah, to pull it is the trigger. That's that. for sure. I mean, because I, I got a pretty good team otherwise. I mean, looking at this, I, I got Austin Eckler and Devin Singletary as my bane running backs. Um it'll be interesting to see what, what Chargers do. With if with Eckler and with Gordon, um, Eckler could be a starter, right. and Gordon could be on another team. Receivers wise, I have Mike Williams. I William. think that will happen too. Yeah, I have Keenan Allen, uh, Devontae Parker, Adam Thielen, and Mike Williams as my uh, receivers for the most part. Uh, raw, tight tight Dude, ends. If he was in my league, or division. Go ahead. Conference, yeah, yeah we're in opposite in my division, I'd trade your quarterback. Probably would, yeah. I'd trade you uh, Nick Foles. Well, he might not even be him. In the, he he might be backing up uh, Carson Wentz again. Well, I do have Carson Wentz, and I have Jameis Winston. So there you go. Uh, tight end wise, I got Johnu Smith, Will Disley, and Delaney Walker, kind of holding that down. We we actually play with punt, punters in this league for some god awful reason. Um, I love it. I love it. But my defense is pretty. This solid. is the league that I took the Devins back to back that you made fun of me. Yeah, in. I did. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I still stand behind that. Uh, but yeah, I mean my defense is pretty solid. Otherwise, I mean I got Demarcus Lawrence, who like I said was disappointing, and JJ Watt. At defensive end, I, back. I got defensive tackles that are fine. Uh, my linebackers, See, my linebackers are okay. I already told Is you, my, uh, I got Deion Jones. He should bounce back. Whitney Merciless was one of my best ones last year. Demario Davis, okay. Demario Davis was solid for me. Yep. Um, Olakun was actually solid for a good stretch. I needed to play him. I was playing a lot of three safety because I only had about three linebackers worth anything. Um, which is why I mean, TJ Edwards, if he can get the job in Philly, he could be productive. But Again, surprisingly, in my conference, I'd trade you a linebacker. Surprisingly, and I might shoot myself in the foot with this, nobody took Halani Tavai off my taxi squad. Oh, wow. I would have um, thought he, somebody would have been on him. They would have to give up a third round pick for him, which mm. nobody knows what Detroit's doing. I don't think <laughs> so. Uh, maybe that's why. But yeah, I mean, I'll probably let Easton Stick go. I got him for a, a fifty cent bid. Oh, that's gonna bite you in the ass. You're gonna let him go, and he's gonna start like eight games. Yeah, I don't think he's <laughs> there. A seventh round pick and a fifty cent bid. I think I can. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I did make a trade in this league. Uh, did I not even make sure? I think this is the 
Could have been the other one, though. Yeah, I have. I still have some time to make my mind up on Easton Stick, so I'll keep that in mind. But, but yeah, it's interesting to see how some of these leagues um, have these special little things involved in them. They're, they're kind of cool. I kind of hate the taxi raid idea because I don't know why I should get penalized because you suck at drafting. That's my True. personal. That's my personal uh, opinion on the situation. Just because you but suck you do at get drafting, the option of getting something back for him, though. I get that, but just because you suck at drafting and you like the players I took, you know. True. I, yeah, I understand. I agree with you on that. Just because you didn't draft them, yeah. Right. Um. So yeah, it's it is what it is, but I'm not a big fan of it. It is a different I mean, little wrinkle, though. It is, and I, I get trying to be different but i just don't not a big fan of it myself and i've been asking a ton of questions because i'm in so many damn leagues that (laughs) it's kind of hard for me to keep track of all this stuff but yeah i think i'm taking the 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 pick and the the money from tj edwards Because uh, I'm not planning on putting any taxi raids in. Because I don't want to give up my picks. I like my picks. Yeah, I do too. I did bid on... I forget who I bid on. But somebody else outbid me. So I just let it go. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just going to let take the picks. And, uh, and the money for the most part. I know you, you vehemently disagree with me. Well... Just trying to help you out, but clearly you don't like to win. I mean, so. I'm getting a 5-3 and a 5-15, and I know it's a 16-team league, so fifth-round picks are, you know. But if you think about these guys that we got in the fifth round that are on our taxi squad and stuff, that, you know, who, who even is to say that um, TJ Edwards is even going to play? True. Very true. Yeah. So I got on the table the 5-3. I'd rather the 5-3. I mean, the other team is offering a 5-6 and $6, but I'd rather have three extra spots than the extra dollar. So. And six, I can't remember. But yeah, anyway, I'm taking care of that now while we're on air. (laughs) So. So yeah, that'll make the Titans owner happy because they've they've been bugging me all day. Even though I didn't have to oh, decide yeah. anything until 24 hours had passed, but but yeah. Oh, well, I, I do have a trade for you. This okay. is one that I did. I traded away running back DeAndre Swift, who was on yeah, my Debbie squad. You told me about this one. I traded yeah. him away for two first, a second, and Debbie squad linebacker Dylan Moses. 
Here's where I need to play devil's advocate a bit, though. It's a Debbie-depleted league, right? It is. So at this, these firsts, where are they? They they are early. They're early. So did you take a look at... Both of them's inside the top 10, and this is a 16-team league. Did you take a look at who is not drafted already? I did. Okay, so there's like 10 guys that you like that you would be happy taking. Uh, Yeah, there's roughly eight, and then there's probably another... There's probably another four to five that, considering it's depleted the way it is, I would be okay with. Is it single QB? Yes, it is. Okay. Because, I mean, my only thought was... I like the two firsts, but you have to discount those firsts if Debbie depleted because all your studs are gone. All the guys that you've known for years are going to be studs are gone. You know, Jerry Judy's, your T. Higgins, you know, your Tua's are gone, your uh, Jerry Judy's rugs are gone. You know, those those guys are, you don't have a chance of getting them. You know, your Jonathan Taylor's, your A.J. Dillon's, that those guys are all gone so you gotta dig deep and guys that that kind of were late late bloomers i guess so to speak right well one of of these first is a devy first well i like that then because then you can you can get a really quality player yeah now not to get too much into debt i mean i guess we we can talk about devy here um, not to steal from the dig podcast at all, but right. your Debbie first. Um, are you only allowed to bid on incoming? Like, are you allowed to bid on high school players, or do you have to wait till they are freshmen? No, they, they have to be freshmen. So that Debbie first, you can get your top freshmen. You know that that's a big deal. Right. Um, one of my leagues, you can draft dudes in high school. Oh wow. Wow. So, like, I think somebody already had Micah Parsons when he was in high school. I think somebody, I think I, I had Justin Flo when he was in high school. Oh, yeah, I remember you telling me about that. So, like, you know, we have these dudes in high school, and you're just praying that they pan <laughs> out because, I mean, it's a super deep Debbie League, which I love because it's it's interesting. It's something different. Right. Um. But yeah, hoping these guys pan out, it's just like nerve wracking because you look at your roster year after year, and you're kind of you know, this is the third year I think this league has been together. I'm looking at my roster, and I got some studs coming up this year. Yeah, um, including Tua and some other offensive weapons and some a couple defense. I have Shaq Quarterman coming up. Nice. Who didn't test too bad? I think he he'll be okay as a linebacker. Yeah, he didn't do bad at all. I think he, if anything, he probably helped himself just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think he'll be solid. I don't think he'll be. Right. I don't think he'll be what I thought he was going to be when I drafted him as a Debbie. Right. He's a little bigger. Well, he came back a stiffer guy, but yeah, he came back for a senior season too. And kind of, if you come back for your senior season, I don't want to say it downgrades you, but there's something the pro scouts see that they want you to work on. They're not giving you that high day one, day two grade. Right. Say, okay, I'll go. So, 
But yeah, I mean, Swift is probably 1B in this class as far as running backs. I haven't really looked at that. Um, one of the things that I uh, I just realized I'm going to be... I knew I was drafting, uh, or not drafting, ranking rookies for IDP guys. Uh, I didn't realize I was doing the combined offense and defense, and I have ignored the offensive side of the ball. <laughs> so I have to do some... Uh, some research on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, I know the big guys and the big names. You know, like Jonathan Taylor is probably my number yeah. one running back. Um, you know, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy and Lamb are hard to, to split. They're, they do different things. So I think, I don't know. Lamb. Who would you Lamb's rather have? Good. I'd rather have Jerry Judy myself. I would too. I think he's a much so, better runner. Yeah, I think he's a more. But I'm not hating on D.D. Lamb though. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> We're splitting hairs. I, I think he's a tad bit more polished of a receiver. I do, James. C.D. Lamb. I think C.D. Lamb uh, really does really benefits from that Oklahoma offense that's wide open. So I think he needs to go to an offense that's a little more shotgun-oriented um, to be really effective. Because, I mean, he was a Bruh. really strong downfield player. But if you look at some of the plays, they're broken plays defensively. Like I said, I haven't watched a ton. I watched what games I watched of Oklahoma is what I've seen of him um, for the most part, which is mainly like the playoff games and stuff like that. And you look at Jalen Hurts throwing the ball. Yeah, if CD Lamb ended up in like Arizona, then game on, like playing with his old college quarterback, Kyler Murray, you know, that that'd be a sweet landing spot. Right. Um I think you almost have to play you know, seeing him in like I don't know, is is, is Matt Rule gonna bring that style of, of play to the pros? Or is he going to play a more pro-style offense? It's going to be interesting. I know this is a, an IDP show, but we'll, I'm going to pick your brain here a little bit. This is another league. So I offered up DJ Moore <clears throat> just to see what kind of offers I would get. Um, I have been offered pick 110 straight up for him. DJ Moore. I have offered. I have been offered Chris Godwin, hmm. Tampa Bay for more and my second. Oh, you got to give up a second. And I've too. been offered Daniel Jones, Nicole Hardman, for more and a second. Definitely not that one. Unless it's super flex, there's no way I do. Yeah, that. it's not. I'd probably keep more if you got to give up a second end. More to get and Godwin. More for Godwin no. I mean, that's a fair deal, I think, but I'd rather keep more. And more is growing into that team and has really taken some strides forward. I think you'll be okay. And if you think about Chris Godwin, who's throwing him the ball this year? Is it going to be Jameis? Is it going to be Tom Brady? Is it going to be Phillip Rivers? You know. You don't even know who's going to be throwing him the ball. So so would you trade him for 110 straight up? 
No, I wouldn't do that. Okay. I'd rather have DJ Moore. DJ Moore was your probably fourth or fifth pick overall in the year you drafted him. You're you're losing five spots and you don't know what you're gaining there. DJ Moore was somewhere in that four mm. to six range and one ten. I mean, on the clock, if you have, like, I don't know, C.D. Lamb on the clock or, you know. See, that once you get past the top three at each position, you, you're already losing out on D.J. Moore. Like, if you really were needing yeah, a quarterback can... badly, you could probably get a quarterback there in a one-quarterback league. But I, I, I wouldn't actually do did that. I actually a quarterback in this league. But I still wouldn't do that. D.J. Moore's... They got to keep there. I'm trying to see. see. I am not a big fan I of trading for DJ Moore. <laughs> I know I'm not a big fan of trading away my young stud receivers. Sorry, that's not the the business I'm in. Yeah, I kind of so. I'm kind of thin at wide receiver. I was just curious to see what I could get in return for him, uh, to see if somebody there's, would step up and blow me nothing, away. You know, there's um, nothing wrong with testing the waters, but. You'd have to get yeah. a decent, I mean, and I mean, I look at a deal like Chris Godwin, you have to give up a second and more for a slight upgrade. Yeah, that's. Especially when you don't know who's going to be throwing in the ball. I mean, that's why I'm not a really big fan. And, and you know, I'm a, I guess I'm a horrible human being for saying this, but I'm not a big fan of making dynasty trades until I kind of know where people end up. Well, you're just a horrible human being regardless, but... We won't oh, maybe that. I am. But my, my, <laughs> my issue lies in... What if Jameis goes on this carousel and ends up with no job? True. Very true. Like, And that's kind of where I was thinking, too. Like I said, I, I just kind of put it out there to see what kind of bites I'd get. Um, nothing that really... I will say if I if I traded for the one ten that would give me two first this year one five and one ten and then care. I have I'd rather have DJ Moore. Yeah, but this team is pretty bad offensively. It's one I took over. I need DJ Moore no entering backs. his third no season. His third season. Yes, this will be his third. Yes. Okay, and he's really good already, and he's not even close to his prime. He played with garbage can quarterback last year, Kyle Allen. That's true. And still put up numbers. So, I mean, the, the ceiling's high for both him and Samuel. I like both of those guys. Um, if Cam's shoulder's okay, then that team will go as Cam goes probably, but... I mean, they found out Kyle Allen wasn't the answer. He came in there and played great for a few weeks. But yeah, the, he did. I mean, he did. The old, the old, you know, you throw the backup in there for a couple weeks, they can get you some wins, they can look okay. But then there's tape on you. And then once there's tape on you, then you, you really get tested as far as are you really as good as you think you are. Right. So. Well, I may have to look at trading some of my... See, and I also wouldn't trade a wide receiver for a different wide receiver that's got, you know, a year... I think Godwin's a year older. Mm -hmm. Or maybe maybe they're the same draft. But either way, 
you're not really gaining anything. If you're saying this team's bad, then just keep more. Well, I'm hurting at running back and quarterback. My only quarterback is Wentz because I have Matt Moore, Devlin Hodges, and Dwayne Haskins. I have nothing behind yeah, me. Wentz is good. Uh, running back, I have nothing. I have Benny so Snell, good. Rashad Penny, Royce Freeman, and Mike Boone. I have nothing. Well, then I'd try to trade him for a running back if you really need a running back. But you said you're um, you're shallow at wide receiver, too. So, I... Well, yeah, I've got John Brown, DJ Moore, Preston Williams. I'm not too horribly bad. i got Hunter Renfro. I mean, I can grow there. I was more or less just threw more out there to see if I could get somebody to buy big. And uh, it doesn't look like they're going to. So I'll, I'm, I'm with you. I'll probably just hold on to him and try to move yeah. another piece that I've got. Probably try to move one of my – IDPs, um, maybe a, uh, a Rashawn Evans or a Khalil Mack. I, I can move one of them. So I try to move Mack. Yeah, his we'll name cachet can probably get you more than he's worth. Yeah, didn't do so I may move year. him and try to see what I can come up with. I have Yannick and JJ Watt, um, Melvin Ingram. So I'm pretty Derek Barnett. I'm pretty set at defensive end, so maybe I can move one of them and something else, maybe, and get something. So, yeah, the one thing that, and I know we were talking about trading at this time of year. The only way I trade now is if I'm buying really low on a player that I like, and there's a real good chance for them to to get a good opportunity come up. Yeah. So like. I can't even come up with an instance because everybody that <laughs> most of the people I'm in leagues with, you know, read the same stuff I do, right? you know, listen to us. So they probably already know what I'm thinking, uh, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> um, right. But it's, you, you can't really, you can't really put yourself in a position where you're going to, lose out on a trade because of a circumstance that you don't know about so right. i know a lot of people a lot of people want to pressure you into trading now but oh yeah pac- patience man you don't have to make a trade in march no but i do sometimes get caught up in the uh trade fever so i know you do i know you do and we all do at times we get caught up in you know hey i want to make some moves i want to do something yeah. and that's okay like i mean if you're trying to go out and get a stud, trying to bank your 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 picks to try to get you know value, you know, I'd honestly hold on to your picks until closer to the draft. You'll get a little bit more bang for that buck. You know, you're on the right. clock. Honestly, on the clock is when your picks are probably most valuable, unless the draft <laughs> class is terrible. Right. You know, I remember last year trying to trade back was not even an option, but this year I think a lot of teams will try to trade up. Because they'll have a guy they love. I mean, especially if you go a couple picks in, especially like a super flex. You know, super flex, Burrow goes one, Tua goes two. Somebody really wants DeAndre Swift at three. Jonathan Taylor at three, Jerry Judy at four, whatever. You know, you could see some some people trying to, to move up to get these guys there. They somebody may reach for Herbert, uh, too. Oregon. Well, Superflex, absolutely. You could see Superflex being. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of, of of Herbert, he he really showed pretty well at the combine. I thought it? he did too. And I he mean, had just a really going good... out there and competing was a big step. I mean, because yeah. 
he could have lost a lot of money if he just more or less crapped the bed, but he didn't. I don't really think so. I think I think his senior bowl tape was good enough to, to solidify him. I think he had nothing but up to go. I mean, he was going to be the third yeah. quarterback, I think, no matter what. Jordan Love looked okay um, in the drills. They were talking about him. Um, he did not look good at the senior bowl, Jordan Love, so his testing might help him out. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. I have a lot of Jordan these, Love, Debbie shares. All these guys so. have still got pro days, too. So. Yeah, they have pro days. But, I mean, those pro days, I think you're, you're in your own environment, your own, you know, you know, stuff. But, yeah. Um, I really think a lot of the, the, the teams make up their minds at the Combine, though. They'll go to the pro days, but the pro oh, days, yeah, I think, are, the, the pro days are mainly for the guys that don't run, the guys that don't practice, really. I mean, like, Tua is going to have his but own But I wish pro they day. would make, if, if you're healthy, I wish they'd make you perform at the combine. If you're going to get invited to the combine, then you do all the drills. You can't say, I'm not going to run or I'm not doing this. If you're going to take the invite, you have to do everything. Yeah, but you could just say your groin hurts a little bit and you're not going to yeah, take a chance. Yeah, I know, but... I mean, honestly, they they can get out of it if they want. I mean, yeah, you're Joe Burrow. Are you going to risk looking like crap and losing out on money because you had a bad day? Well, you don't have to throw for anybody. You already won. You're already going number one in every mock draft and then in the you've, world. But you still got your pro day to come back and prove that that was a fluke. You don't need to. You're already the number one guy. <laughs> he doesn't even throw, throw the pro day. He's gonna no. be taking number one, no matter what. True. He showed it on the football field when he took LSU to an undefeated national championship season. What more do you need to see? I don't recollect that. Well, you have a short memory then. <laughs> Anyways, that'll about do it for this week. Um, Jesus, we talked a long time. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't think it was that late, but anyway, uh, we will be coming at the Dig Cup podcast. I think we're recording on Saturday night this week. Yes, I think that's yes. what we agreed on. Yes, I think Saturday night this week. If Follow- you're a Devi guy, you got to turn in, tune into this. Yes, if you like the draft, if you like the whole draft process, I mean, I, I think you guys are going to inspire me to try to watch some of this tape before just draft time. Because see, we're trying to teach you something. Well, it would help me kind of have an idea about a player before like draft time and I help us help you yeah but anyway um (laughs) following saturday i will not be recording with you guys what to do on friday because i'm gonna go see adam sandler in atlantic city on uh, the 14th as a christmas gift i like adam sandler what's wrong with adam sandler Nothing's wrong with Adam Sandler. He's a funny guy. He is a funny guy. He sings some songs, you know, Launch Lady Land and Sloppy Joes. <laughs> Sloppy Joes. And the Penguin. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, you can't tell me Happy Gilmore's not a great movie. Yeah, I like his movies. I just... Okay. I'm with you. Go ahead. So. <laughs> but anyway, that's what I'll be doing in two Saturdays from now. So uh, if you're in Atlantic City watching... Uh, 
the Adam Sandler show. Well, have to meet up or something. Hit me up on Twitter. Anyway, uh, that's about it. Any last words for the people? Tighten up. Go Hawks. Tom Brady my, to Tennessee. What's happening? My dragons are disappointing. Well, that's to be expected. You know, I like betting on Houston because they have never let me down. <laughs> I think Houston might be my favorite team because betting-wise, they haven't let me down yet. <laughs> stupid DC Defenders did. Oh, man. They lost the stupid Vipers. Come on. Yeah, that was horrible. Anyway, go Hawks. Sign Jerron Reed. Take it. Get done. Good night now. Later.